Hello, my dears. Hello, my darlings. It's Mama J again. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat today. It's Mama J here for Sexually Liberated Unashamed Talk Radio. That little thing I like to call slut radio. Where have I been? Well, this is season two, episode three, Owning Your Sexuality. And no, you haven't lost your mind. I uh, did release a little five-minute podcast recently explaining that I had not fallen off the face of the earth, that I had run into some technical difficulties. So I apologize for not having season two, episode two out on time or out at all yet. It is still in my computer somewhere. I... I had technical difficulties, okay? It it was complete user error. It turned out that I'm 55 years old and I was trying to play with technology. Now, like I said in that little five-minute podcast, I am comfortable with technology. I am, my phone and I have a very wonderful relationship I have an electronic assistant in my home, and I get along with her fairly well. I can't say her name. She's going to chime in here, but you know who I mean. And so I I get along with technology. I understand how technology works for the most part. I'm certainly not the absolute fucking genius that my ex-husband was when it came to computers, but... I know my way around a hard drive, okay? So when I started having issues, it really pissed me off. It really pissed me off because I know, like I said, I know my way around a computer. I know my way around technology. This pissed me off. And honestly, 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 in looking back, I had no idea that this situation could have even happened. It was going to happen, too. So, looking back on it, it had to happen. It was going to happen. I have since learned a valuable lesson. No, I could not have avoided it. So, at least I've learned it sooner rather than later in my podcasting career. And um, I will do my best to get Season 2, Episode 2 up and out into podcast land for you. It was it was an interesting podcast (laughs) it is on my computer somewhere I just have to turn it into something that you can hear so yes I'm sorry I wasn't here for you I will release that episode I'm leaving everything numbered as is so when season two episode two comes out it should just go right in line I hope anyway so that's where I've been I've learned my lesson, and I think I have solved the problem. So, yay me! Okay, now, Dave Portnoy, time for your shout-out. You are still on my radar. I, I have been very glad these last few days that I am not on your radar because Even though you've got the swagger and you've got the attitude and not much in this world scares you, I've been a pretty scary person lately, so I'm glad that you didn't knock on my door and say, oh, hey, by the way, here I am, you know, because A, I would just, again, fall to the ground dead and be like, oh my God, it's Dave. (laughs) Okay, I've died. Um, But in addition to that, I probably would have yanked open the door and said, what the fuck do you want? Oh. You're Dave Portnoy. No, wait, don't go. <laughs> so, yes, Dave, you're still on my radar. I am I'm done being a mean total bitch right now. Anyway, that's it for my Dave shout out. I am, I want to give you fair warning. I am going to be referring to Dave later on in this show. It is used in an educational way. So it's not just me, you know, talking about Dave and how, how in lust I am with him. So you'll see. Uh, Let's see. What else is on the list? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
while I was not able to actually podcast because of the issues I was having with my computer, I was, I did, did still have internet access. So I researched for today's show and I researched for another bonus episode. I didn't make notes on my computer because this, the issue that I was having was with storage space. So I was afraid I couldn't even save my notes. I have a bad habit of leaving programs open or leaving apps open on my phone and coming back to them. And now I don't have a cat any, any longer, but cats used to walk on the computer keyboard and do all kinds of strange things. So, and I've walked around with apps open on my phone and before you know it, I've deleted Farmville or whatever. So... I just don't like to do that. So I broke out the post-it notes. I broke out the notebooks and the pens and the pencils. And I got uh, got some information researched for this episode that I'm working on right now. And like I said, a bonus episode. Now, the bonus episode subject matter was actually suggested to me by someone They wish to remain anonymous, and I don't have a single problem with that, but I do want to say thank you very much for suggesting it. It is on codependency. I don't know why it was requested, but that's okay because it kind of, I didn't have a set path I had to go down to try and make somebody see something. I could just kind of cover a little bit of everything with codependency. There are a lot of confusing and what I feel are contradictory facts. So hopefully I'll make it a little less confusing and hopefully it'll be helpful. Well, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Um, And in case you're wondering, because I'm wondering, I I really am, uh, why am I making these bonus episodes about mental illness? Why, why am I doing that? Well, here's why. Um, surprisingly, these mental illness podcasts that I've done, and I've only done two of them, they are some of the most listened to of my podcasts and some of the most downloaded. So, That tells me that somebody is listening, that I am fulfilling some kind of need, I'm hitting a nerve, something is going on. I just hope that they're helpful. That's all I want to do is I want to help somebody. I want to help one person. So that's why I'm doing these bonus episodes. My goal is to do at least one a month. I'd like to aim for mid-month, so I'm coming up on that really quickly. I I think I've got everything ready. I just need to get, get one person. There's one person I want to interview because I, I'm pretty sure that she's got a story or two that she could share and kind of shed some light on certain forms of codependency. But getting together with her physically might not be possible in the time frame I'm looking at. So I may have to do a phone interview. I may have to have her on the podcast via phone. I just don't know how I'm going to do it. But it's going to be done. It's going to be out very soon. And like I said, it's going to be about codependency. So look for it. If you've got anything that you want me to cover regarding mental illness, regarding sexuality, if you have a question about weed if you have a question about what to buy somebody for valentine's day you know it talk to me about anything i am mama j mama is the first part of that and you you babies can talk to me about anything so if you want to get in touch with me i'll give you all the information how to get in touch with me at the end of the podcast but if you want to do it now, go to slutradio.fun, and that'll take you to my website. That's got the links to all my podcasts, all my trailers, all my bonus episodes, all my social media, and dun, 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 my email. Okay? So get in touch with me if you have any questions 
any comments, if you have any suggestions as to what I can do for shows. If you want to tell me to get bent and go fuck myself, that is your prerogative and you can definitely send that to me. I can promise I I will try to get fucked and I will not fuck off. So anyway, there's that. One more thing I had to take care of before we get to owning your sexuality, okay? I've got to get up on my soapbox because this is about owning your sexuality, right? This episode is about owning your sexuality, your own sexuality. If you, if we're going through all these labels, because we're going to go through some, and you recognize someone, that's not what we're here for. I want you to recognize yourself. Okay? I want you to own your own sexuality. We are not here to judge anybody else's sexuality or lack thereof. Okay, no judging. No judging. No judging. Okay, I also want you to remember and... This should probably be said about everyone in my podcasts, actually, but I I need you guys to remember that there is no set normal, okay? What I consider normal sexually or mentally or, or anything, it might not be normal for my next door neighbor. It might not be normal for you. What you consider to be normal... You know, let's, let's say lunch at noon, that might not be the norm for me. So there is no normal. Okay. And again, we're not here to judge. Okay. That's my little golden rule of this podcast. We are not here to judge. We are also not here to shame. No judging, no shaming, no normal. Period. Okay, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. I think that was a record. (laughs) Usually when I get up on my soapbox, I have to be pulled down from it. All right. Owning your sexuality. Now, this can mean a lot of different things. For today's podcast, for the sake of clarity today, all we are going to be talking about is identifying your sexuality that is not the same thing as how you identify sexually, okay? That is whether you're male, female, and I'm just going to leave it at that for the sake of clarity. There are other ways to identify sexually. There are many ways to identify sexually. I am not trying to leave anyone out on purpose. I just want to keep this clear. So I'm going to leave it at male and female right now. And if you identify sexually as something else, I will be happy to discuss that. In fact, I think that would be a great podcast or all the different ways you can identify sexually. But today, we are talking about identifying your sexuality. So for the sake of argument, for the sake of clarity, I'm just going to leave this between male and female right now. Okay. And then you have to be comfortable with your sexuality. Once you've identified your sexuality You have to be comfortable with owning it, no matter what it may be. Okay, so the first thing we have to do is we have to identify our sexuality, right? There are so many categories for this, but the good news is you can fall into more than one category. I don't know, that might be frightening news because... Then you've got to look up all these categories and say, oh my God, am I this? Am I this? Am I this? You know what, baby? Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. Okay? We'll figure it out. And 
It could be that there's a category out there that you identify as or identify with, and we may discuss it today. We may not. So anyway, here we go. We're going to list some basics, kind of like the male and female thing. I don't want to leave anybody out. I don't want to leave any category out, but there are way too many for me to discuss right now. We would be here all day. So I'm going to list some things that we've probably all heard of, just the basics. Okay, heterosexual. Most of us know what being straight means. That's heterosexual, being straight. You are someone who is attracted to the opposite sex. That's it. That's what straight is. That's heterosexual. Okay. Homosexual is if you are attracted to people of the same sex as you are. So if it were me, I would be sexually attracted to females, but not males. Okay. Easy peasy lemon squeezy so far, right? Okay. Homosexual, heterosexual does too. We've got lots of subcategories here. Now I'm going to go into two subcategories for homosexual. We've got gay, which can mean any person who prefers somebody of the same sex, but it is typically used for dudes who like dudes, okay? So if you say he is gay and he is a homosexual man, you have used that correctly. You can also say, oh, she is gay. And if she is a lesbian, which is a female who is attracted to other females, then that is also correct. But gay is usually used to describe a male-male relationship. Lesbian is usually used to describe a female-female dynamic. Okay, so those are both homosexuals. Now, what about bisexual? We've all heard that term. Okay, bisexual, again, we'll use me for an example. Let's say I'm sexually attracted to members of both sexes. Doesn't matter to me whether you're a guy or a girl, dude or a chick. I, I can be sexually attracted to both sexes. Okay, now that leads to, but what is bicurious? I've heard that term. Okay, that is generally you're a heterosexual person, but you tend to think about or wonder about or fantasize about. In general, you are sexually curious about members of the same sex as you are, but you haven't acted on that. You're just curious about it. You may never act on that, but that's okay. You can have these thoughts, and you can call yourself bi-curious. Okay. Now, those are just some general categories that most of us have heard of, most of us are familiar with. We, we now have kind of a general idea of what they are, and it's time to get a little bit deeper. Remember I said everything, all these, these categories have subcategories. And I know I have heard the term pansexual before, but I wasn't aware of what it was. I was wrong. Um, a pansexual, and I'm going to read this to you, is a person who does not have a gender preference when it comes to sex. So they can have sex with a man or a woman. Isn't that bisexual? No, because bisexual is just sexually attracted. Pansexuals are attracted to the core person. Sex is just kind of an afterthought. Okay, so let's say that, again, we'll use me for an example. 
And I am wildly attracted to a person because this person is a good person. This person is a kind person. They're thoughtful. They're smart. They, they give to charity. They drive a muscle car. They have uh, Fiji over water bungalow blue eyes. <laughs> I don't know if anyway. Uh, but let's say that this person hits all these boxes with me and it's a female. I'm still going to be wildly sexually attracted to that person at the core because these things attract me. Okay, so that's that's pansexual. You 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 are turned on by the core person, the inner person, the person inside, the person within. And whether that person has a penis or a vagina is just secondary. Okay. That leads me to sapiosexual. Now, this is where I bring Dave back in for uh, some microscopic review of my lust for him. Where Dave is concerned... Yes, I find him physically attractive. I, I like the sound of his voice. Um, there are things that, yes, I just think he's hot. But one of his biggest attractions to me is his brain, his mind. That is sapiosexual. When you are sexually attracted to intelligence, now, the reason I use Dave as an example, I don't know if he's got a really high IQ. I, I don't really care. He could not have gotten where he is in life without having a brain, without having this attitude. Um, so that kind of makes me a little bit of pansexual to where Dave is concerned because I am attracted to the core person that he is. Even though I don't know him, I know enough about him to say, oh yeah, that really turns me on. The sapiosexual part of it, again, is his brain. What he has done, let's use the Barstool Fund as an example of this. He saw a need that needed to be fulfilled. Nobody was doing it. He said, why the fuck not? He, he got it done. It, it sounds incredibly simple when you say it like that, but the logistics of that and getting it done the way he did, no, that was fucking intelligent, fucking smart, and fucking sexy. So his brain is a big part of what attracts me to him and I, I I can honestly say that he he could be not attractive physically and I think he would still turn me on because of these things that he does these these things with his brain so I have a sapiosexual attraction to Dave Portnoy okay I just think his brain is one of the sexiest things about him okay so that was where I was going to pull Dave up as an example so that is sapiosexual is being sexually attracted to someone's mind I don't mean just liking their mind I mean it actually turns you on and yes Dave's mind actually turns me on. Okay. That it's, it's, it's tricky to figure out the meanings behind these words. So you can be attracted to somebody's mind and not be attracted to them sexually. And that is, that's fine. Um, I, there are some, some people in the public eye that I feel that way about as well. But their mind, while it attracts me, while I think it's amazing, does not do anything for my libido. It leaves me just like, okay, wow, you made me think, and that's great. 
what's your phone number? We can talk. Or what's your website? I'll go learn about you or, or whatever. Uh, it doesn't make me want to want to fuck them or or anything like that. Dave, sorry, your brain makes me want to do wild and wicked things to you. Okay, so done with sapiosexual. If you still have problems with it or questions about it, let me know because I know I went off on a tangent. I'm not going to apologize for it because it was Dave. Anyway, okay, so what about those people who just don't feel sexual attraction to anyone or even anything they they just there is no libido there uh these people still need their hand held they still need to be hugged they still need to be kissed they still need to be patted on the back and said way to go uh but no sex no sex these people are asexual okay that and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that i think i have known some asexual people in my life i think i was married to an asexual person but uh, you know that is what it is and there is nothing wrong with it Unless you're me, who has a really high sex drive, and you're married to an asexual person. So that is a whole nother podcast. That's a whole nother story. But if you are asexual and you have a significant other, you need to examine yourself. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, But definitely examine yourself and find out if there's a reason why you are not having a sexual attraction is it just to one person is it to all people in general do you have a sexual attraction to say a dildo or a butt plug you know it, and and again it's fine to be asexual you just have to wonder if you really truly are autosexual is next on the list and an autosexual person is a person that can only be aroused by themselves. And I don't mean like to be by themselves. I mean, they are only sexually turned on by themselves. Uh, if you are having sex with someone and they always have to be in front of a mirror or and looking at themselves, or they're always like, uh, you love it when I do this, you love it when I do this, you love it when I do this, they make it about them. So they're only able to be sexually aroused by themselves. And if they are having sex with you, that is actually an honor, I think, uh, because they could just as easily and probably a lot more satisfactorily masturbate just thinking about themselves. So if you are in a relationship with somebody who is autosexual or you find yourself being autosexual, again, we're going to talk about relationships here in, in a few minutes. So just, and again, we're not here to identify anybody else. We're talking about our own sexual preferences. Okay. So autosexual, asexual. What is heteroflexible? Well, heteroflexible is a person who describes themselves as straight, but can sometimes find themselves sexually aroused by someone of the same sex. I would categorize myself as heteroflexible because there have been instances that I have been actually really turned on by a female for whatever reason. Um, So I would definitely consider myself heteroflexible because I like, I like guys. I like the dick. Uh, I do describe myself as straight because of that, but yeah, sometimes I do find myself sexually aroused by a female. 
So what is next? It is homoflexible is the person who identifies as a homosexual, but on occasion they have found themselves sexually attracted to someone of the opposite sex. Okay, so you identify as gay, but every once in a while you find yourself attracted to someone of the opposite sex. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. That is homoflexible. Okay, we're not going to do any more labels. Chances are you have probably found more than one label already. So here is my question to you. Okay, let's say that you have identified yourself with at least one of these labels. And I think we've, we've covered, I think, a broad enough spectrum for everyone to identify themselves fairly accurately. Now, are you okay with the label or labels that you've given yourself, that you have found? Um, if you're okay, that is wonderful. That is great. You find something to do. Let your mind wander. Go give somebody a blowjob. Go get a cookie. Uh, I'll give you a holler when you can come and rejoin us. Okay. If you are not comfortable with these labels that we have just discussed and the one or ones that best describe you, you have to look at why you're not comfortable. Are you embarrassed? Are you ashamed? Maybe it... Maybe you're attracted to something we didn't discuss. Maybe you didn't find your sexuality. I want you to look at the whys. Because Miles and I have often discussed the why is everything. The why somebody does something, why this happened... That means so much. So why I want you to be honest with yourself. You don't have to say this out loud to anybody. But I want you to be honest with yourself. Why are you not comfortable with the label that you identify with sexually? Is it because it is... frowned upon by society? Is it because you think it's abnormal to like someone of the same sex? Or, and I'm using that as an example because that was the stigma when I was growing up was homosexuality. Uh, uh, so many people were afraid to come out of the closet because society deemed them deviants and perverts. And some of that has carried over, sadly, you know, from, from when I was a kid to today's society. Homosexuality is a lot more accepted, thank goodness, but it is still seen as an abomination in the church or which that we won't go there. Okay. Um, but so I want you to be honest with yourself, whether you have identified as homosexual, heterosexual, sapiosexual, pansexual. Think about what you've identified as and why you're unhappy with it. Okay, now I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say that if you're worried about being accepted, it's a legitimate concern, uh, but I do want to reiterate, your sexuality is no one's business but your own. You don't have to own this anywhere but in your mind. I just want you to be comfortable with who you are sexually. And if that means that you are a girl who likes other girls, I want you to be comfortable with that. 
if you are a guy that likes girls, I want you to be comfortable with that. There is nothing wrong with either of those scenarios. There is nothing wrong with any of the scenarios that we have discussed. So, again, it's nobody's business but yours. This is all... Everything that we have discussed right now is going on in your mind. Okay, you're having this conversation in your mind. You are not talking to anyone. You are not walking up to anyone and introducing yourself. Hi, I'm Jamie. I am sapiosexual. You don't do that, right? So I, I don't worry about it. Put that worry aside because this is all in your mind. This is all within you. Okay, I just want you to be comfortable in your own skin. Now, if you are still not comfortable with the labels that describe your sexuality, this is where I urge you to please speak with a mental health professional. You know, I'm big into it. I'm a big advocate of mental health. I believe that we are. I honestly believe that most of us have some kind of a mental health issue because, like I said, there is no such thing as normal. There's really not. So if you are having a problem accepting yourself and your sexuality just based on the the labels that we have described so far today, I do urge you to speak with a doctor. You can start with just your your average doc in the box or your general practitioner that you go to when you have a cold or a sty, you know, or whatever. You can talk to them. You can say, I've got some questions about sex and sexuality, and they should be open to hear what you have to say. If they can't help you, they also should be able to recommend an actual doctor for you to speak with or a therapist that you can speak with. Now, I I love my shrink. She is an amazing woman. Uh, I have never had to talk to her about my sexuality because I am comfortable with my own sexuality. And again, if you're not, there is nothing wrong with that, but I want you to be comfortable. I, I want this for you because it is a liberating feeling. It's a wonderful feeling. And your, your mental health professional will give a shit. I promise. They really do. It's, it's why most of them got into the field. So there's that. And if you find that you can't talk to them, drop me a note drop me a line, whatever. I am not a mental health professional. I'm not. But I'll listen. And sometimes that's all we need. So anyway, now it is okay. Everybody come back. Everybody come back. I told you I would holler when it's time to come back. So come back. Come back. I'm back. Okay, everybody ready? Is everybody, you got your drink and your smoke and your, somebody fix me a whiskey sour. Okay, (laughs) Uh, it is time to talk about your sexuality as it pertains to your significant other. And in this case, I am going to include friends with benefits as significant others. Why am I doing that? Well, how else are you going to have spectacular sex? Okay, we're, we're discussing sex and your sexuality and how you are labeling your sexuality. I think a friend with benefits needs to be kept in the loop on this. I think that's a fair assessment. So I know that it's not the same thing as a significant other, but if you've got a significant other, you've got a friend with benefits, stick around. Okay, if you don't have either one of these, if you're like me 
footloose and fancy free, you can definitely stick around and see what we're going to talk about. Or you can just jump ahead to the end because this is the last bit of the podcast. So we're going to talk about significant others slash friends with benefits. Okay, here we go. Ideally, your significant other or your friend with benefits will be sexually in sync with you. Too often, this isn't the case. Uh, That can lead from simple frustration all the way, in my case, to divorce. You can't have somebody with a, a jumped up sex drive like mine married to an asexual person like my ex-husband was. So started out with simple sexual frustration on my part. And, you know, before I know it, he's asking me for a divorce. So whatever. Um, if you've got a significant other or a friend with benefits and you are opening your mind to these new sexual labels and sexual ideas even. Um, If you have been in, let's say, a vanilla relationship, and now all of a sudden you think you might be bisexual, you're bi-curious, but you're in a relationship with a significant other of the opposite sex with a friend with benefits of the opposite sex. You need to talk to them. You need to say, you know, I have been listening to this podcast. This crazy woman started talking to me about same-sex relationships, and it got me curious. Um, and then hopefully, 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 we've got communication. So the first thing you need to do is sit down and talk to your significant other or your friend with benefits. Now, again, I don't recommend, if you've got a friend with benefits situation, you don't need to sit down and talk to them about your finances or about what color you want your uh, dress for your daughter's wedding to be. You don't need to do that. But if it's about sex, that's what a friend with benefits is for. So if it, relates to sex talk to your friend with benefits use your words okay make sure they understand you I have a problem with this which is why I harp on it so much sometimes I'm very hard to understand I know that's difficult to believe no sometimes I am very hard to understand because I I jump around from topic to topic to topic which is why I have to have my notes written for my podcast So if you are opening your mind and you are accepting these new sexual facets of your personality, your significant other needs to know this and your friend with benefits needs to know this. Hopefully you don't have both. And if you do, well, then... Oh, invite me into the mix. That sounds like fun. But we'll we'll talk about poly relationships one of these days, too. That is something we didn't get into today. Um, but anyway, there we go with that. But yes, communicate, communicate, communicate. And if you are listening to somebody, I want you to really, really listen to them, understand what they are saying. This is not about you. This is about them. If, if I am sitting down with my significant other, let's, let's call him Joe Schmo. Okay. And if there is a Joe Schmo out there, I'm truly sorry. I'm dragging your ass into this now. So I would go to Joe and say, Hey, sweetheart, I just listened to this podcast and it made me think, and maybe I would like to be with another woman sexually. Now, Joe is most likely going to rub his hands together in 
pure and total glee because what guy doesn't have a sex fantasy about two girls? But let's say I tell him, oh, no, this is not including you. This is just me. I want to, I want to be with a woman sexually and I don't want you there. I'm sorry, Joe. That's not about you. This is about me and my newfound sexuality. And you need to remember that. Okay, so it is on you, Joe, to listen to what I'm saying and understand that what I'm saying is, you want to leave me for another woman? No, it's not that I want to leave you for another woman. It is that I have opened my mind and I would like to see what this is all about. What I need from you, Joe, my dear, is to support me because this is very difficult for me to talk about. We've been in this vanilla relationship. We've had very good sex. We've had very good foreplay. We have a good relationship. Or if it's a friend with benefits. Again, we've, we've had a good relationship. I don't want to end it. I do want to keep fucking you. But I would also like to maybe have sexual relations with a woman. And again, this is not going to include you, Joe, because it's not about you. Now, if Joe gets all butthurt, which he probably will if you're in a relationship, if he's a friend with benefits and he's getting all butthurt, This, at this point, really doesn't concern him. The only reason you are letting him know is because it's etiquette, I guess. Now, if you wanted to bring another female into the friend with benefits situation and have a a male-female-female threesome, that's fine. Now, this is when Joe is going to rub his hands together and go, aha, I finally get my wish. But he may not. He may. And Joe needs to understand that this is your thing. My thing. Okay, Joe needs to understand that this is my thing. If I invite this woman, this other female, to the bedroom, it's going to be for my experimentation. And it is about me. So that's the first thing that your significant other has to do. They have to understand where you're coming from on your sexuality and how you are identifying your sexuality. If you want to go out and have sex with somebody else of the same sex, as Joe. This is something that he will get butthurt about. And he needs to sit down and talk. And you need to be very, very careful about how you broach it. You need to give them time to process it. You can't just spring it on them out of the fucking blue, okay? You need to lead up to it. You need to, if there's wine or weed involved that might relax your significant other a little bit, do that. Use sex to relax them. And, And after you're done, you know, say, hey, Joe... I was thinking about what it would be like to make out with another girl. Hey, Joe, I was thinking about what it would be like, because you and I have been in a relationship for so long, what it would be like for me to make out with this other guy. Um, The best, you know your significant other better than I do. I would definitely give them time to process it, give them time 
especially if you want to, if your newfound sexual label has you wanting to interact sexually with somebody of the same sex that your partner is, that will lead to jealousy. So you need to accept that. Now, this is scary, and I want you to, to, to relate to Joe. I need to tell Joe, I have something to tell you. It's very scary for me. No, our relationship is fine. Before you, you know, head him off at the pass, say, yes, our relationship is fine. We are fine, but this is about me. I have discovered something about my sexuality, and here it is. You need to give them that. Give them time to process it. Give them time to storm around the house and slam doors. Remind them once they calm down that you are being honest, that this was difficult for you, that by them being angry with you, it's making it more difficult for you to want to be honest. This is going to cause a problem down the road. Sorry, I have to get preachy, but just I've been in that relationship and it's so hard. Anyway, so you need to tell Joe that this is how you feel. It's about you. Joe gets mad, but you need to respect Joe's feelings all the same. Now, if Joe is not respecting your feelings, I'm tempted to say, fuck Joe, but Joe may be your significant other for many, many moons, and you can't say, you can't just walk away and say, fuck you, asshole. So, sit down with Joe and ask them if they cannot, if Joe cannot accept this part of you, is there any part of it that they would consider? Is there something similar that they would consider? And again, this is going to be up to you to decide what that would be. This may, again, all be in your head. But your significant other, Joe, has a right to know that you have considered the idea that you are pansexual and maybe you are attracted to this guy that you work with just based on the fact that he reminds you so much of Joe. Maybe that's it. Maybe there's a type that attracts you. And, or maybe it is a woman. But you need to talk to your significant other. You need to be clear about what it is. You need to respect Joe's feelings. And now Joe... This is where Joe needs to needs to calm his tits, so to speak. Joe needs to not get his feelings hurt. Joe needs to realize that it is not about Joe. It is about you. Both of you need to be completely honest. If Joe says, okay, well, I'll think about it. Joe needs to mean he's going to think about it. And I want you guys to set a time limit when you're going to revisit this. If Joe says, okay, I'll think about it. I want you to say, all right, sweetheart, let's talk about it tomorrow night when we're both home from work. And then, you know, if, if, You can't just go on not knowing. If Joe says, I'll think about it, and Joe has no intention whatsoever of thinking about it, he just wants you to forget about it, Joe needs to say that. If Joe says, I'll think about it, and you're expecting Joe to think about it, and then Joe doesn't think about it, he just wants you to forget about it, all that's going to do is cause a fight. 
Okay. Honesty. You've got to be honest on the giving and receiving end here. It's very important. And what have I said? Communicate, communicate. Use your words. Be clear. Okay. So let's say that you have brought up the fact that you are pansexually attracted to this dude that you work with and you've talked to Joe, you've given Joe time to think about it and Joe says no. Okay. You deserve to know why Joe said no. Now, Here's, here's the tricky part. You now have to listen. You have to listen to Joe's concerns. And if it's Joe being jealous, Joe has owned that and you have to respect that. If Joe can't wrap his head around the idea that you want to be, that you are sexually attracted to this dude that you work with, and you would like to pursue that, which is why you've brought it up to Joe in the first place. Joe says no. Joe says no because he's jealous. This is a Joe issue, and you've got to respect that. Maybe your relationship is not as good as you thought. Maybe the relationship itself needs some work, to become an open relationship where you can talk freely about these things. Maybe that's what Joe needs. So if Joe says no, respect that. You have a right to know why Joe says no. Don't poo-poo what Joe is, is saying to you. If Joe is jealous and doesn't want you to be with this guy or be thinking about this guy, you need to find out what's wrong with your relationship that Joe feels this way. If there is a part of this, now, now this is, this is getting into what ifs here. And I don't, I don't like to do that too much, but if Joe says no, and Joe has told me, no, I'm just jealous, I don't want you to have sex with anybody else, and I come back and tell him, oh, sweetheart, I didn't mean I want to have sex with him, I just mean I am sexually attracted to him, and Joe is going to be like, well, what's the difference? This is when you can incorporate, if Joe is okay with this, you can incorporate fantasizing into your sex life. You can pretend that Joe is this dude you work with. And Joe might actually think this is pretty hot. Okay, so remember that no means no. Listen to your partner, both of you. Listen to your partner and think about, is there any aspect of this? If the answer is no, is there any aspect of it that might be acceptable? Because you want your significant other, we've gone around in a great big circle here with this one thing, uh, <laughs> which is you being attracted to this dude at work, okay? Now, there can be so many more examples, that's fine, I'll leave those for you to think about, but the key, the key is honesty and communication and you can't judge, you can't shame. If Joe turns out to be jealous, please don't judge him because he's jealous for a reason. Again, you've got to get to the why of the situation. The why is important. So no judging, no shaming, listen, 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 and use your words 
communicate, be clear, be as, as concise as you can. None of this beating around the bush and using euphemisms and just get to the point. Because if you don't get to the point, it's going to confuse the fuck out of poor Joe. And he is going to think something is wrong, whether it is or not. So um, the main thing that I want you to do at this point is just to be comfortable with the sexual label or labels that you have picked out to describe yourself. And I want you to be comfortable with that. And remember that if you are not comfortable with being described as whatever seems to fit you, I want you to talk to a doctor about it because you should be comfortable with yourself. And if you're not, a doctor can help you pinpoint the why. Again, the why. It's so important. So, okay, I had to talk about the significant others. Uh, they're really, really, really important, damn it. And if you've got one in your life, a significant other or a friend with benefits, go you. Okay, I don't have one, so I'm footloose and fancy free, or so I say, but yeah, having a significant other wouldn't be a bad thing. Having a friend with benefits certainly would be helpful to me. Um, so I, in case you're wondering, in case you're wondering how I have identified myself sexually, and I go into some things that I didn't discuss as maybe a teaser for the next episode, okay? So I identify, I think, think, I think that I am a sapiosexual, bi-curious, heterosexual female who I'm into weed and I have a fetish. We didn't talk about fetishes. That's for next time. I have a fetish for what I call sexy hands. I know sexy hands when I see them and, uh, just seeing a good sexy pair of hands that can get my kitty purring uh so join me next time when i'm going to discuss some of these fun fetishes there are so many delicious delightfully wicked fetishes to choose from if you have any that you want me to discuss it's time. You know I want to hear from you, baby. Get in touch with me. Get your pens, get your papers, get your crayons, get your phones, get get your, your rock and chisel, however you want to write down this information because I am about to throw it all your way. Okay, my email is slutradio69 at gmail.com. My website, I already gave you, I'll give it to you again. It's slutradio.fun, and it's got all the links about me that you could want. My Twitter, my handle is at slutradio and the number one, so at slutradio1. My Instagram is slut underscore radio. My Snapchat, if you want to get in touch with me that way, is one word, slutradio. And I don't remember if I told you about this or if it was in the last episode. I have a Patreon account now. It, uh, I've only got one tier so far. It is for a $5 a month donation. And for that $5 a month, you get a shout out every regular podcast. And right now that's been two a week. Uh, so yeah, you get a personal shout out from me and you would definitely have to let me know how you want me to shout it out. If you want me to use your Twitter handle, or if you just want me to use your first name or last name, or if you want to tell me, if you want to pay me $5 a month and then have me tell myself, Hey, Jamie, fuck you. 
every episode, I will do that. So it's Patreon, www.patreon.com backslash slut radio. And for those of you who are not familiar with Patreon, it is P as in pussy, A-T-R-E-O-N. So www.patreon.com backslash slut radio. If there are any ideas you have for more tears for me to put on Patreon, definitely let me know. I'm looking for ideas. I I think I have some, uh, but let me know. And it has been wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to talk to you, to be in your sweet little ears. I will see you next time when we talk about those wild and wonderful fetishes. Until next time, babies. Bye-bye.